News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. W-H-O. Merry Christmas, soon to be Happy New Year. We are here till 11 o'clock talking about an Iowa Bowl win. Let me repeat that again, an Iowa Bowl win, 27-20 over Boston College in the Pinstripe Bowl as Iowa snaps a five-game bowl losing streak to end the season 8-5 and five in 2017. Good to have you along on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He is Ross Peterson. You, you know, you, doing, buddy? you have to move the microphone well, that's okay. I, in it, front of your face. I've only been sitting in this chair for, you know, seven <laughs> hours. I can't imagine why I wasn't ready to go here when we went on the air. Seven hours, but we're here until 11 o'clock, so we have just uh, under two hours to talk about the win, yeah. which, uh, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of games. If you would have told me that Iowa would have only mustered up 200 yards of total offense, I would have told you before the game we're talking about an Iowa loss. Yeah. But this is a classic example. It's an old cliche, and we like to make fun of cliches. But statistics don't tell you the outcome of a game. The score tells you the outcome. Trev, of a we've game. had a couple of games like that this year where we got it, we got done, we started sound off, and we would just kind of play this game. Like, all right, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple stats at you. Okay, I was going to go two for eleven on third down. I was going to be almost doubled up in total yards, three eighty three to two hundred. They're going to lose the first half time of possession by eight minutes. I'm not sure what's playing there, but it, it put me in a very festive mood. <laughs> Is that me or you, Sean? <laughs> if we could just keep that pleasant holiday music going in the background, it probably put. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm in. I'm in a good mood today. I, I that was a f- not a great game. Certainly wasn't one that had me on the edge of my seat the entire game. But man, the Hawkeyes get that. That bull monkey off their back, I guess. Just to let you know, I want you to follow us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. At SoundOffWHO, we have a poll up right now uh, that we'll reference throughout the two-hour show. And the uh, question is, how would you grade Iowa's season after a 27-20 win in the Pinstripe Bowl? A, B, C, or D? We're not doing minuses and pluses here. Oh, we're not going to get into... No, it's A, B, C, or D. This is the new public school system grading system, all right? It's an A, B, C, or D. So you can vote at SoundOff WHO. We'll give you results uh, going in and out of each and every break. But as always, we this is the people show. The people show that want to talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Tonight we're talking about win, a win, and we are going to... Well, he's always first in line because done a good job this year getting in early. He's earned that right. Tom in North Liberty, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue SoundOff. Hey, first of all, Merry Christmas to uh, you and yours. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, uh, just a couple quick things. Uh, you know, and you might have saw my tweets in the first half. I wasn't very happy with the adjustments that the coordinators seemed to be making. It was like they were just keeping their, beating their heads against the wall. But uh, props to, to Brian Ferentz and Phil Parker for making good adjustments in the second half, especially on the defensive side of the ball, shutting that run game down. Um, that quarterback for Boston College is terrible. Um, I still feel that we could have played pressured him a lot more. You know, I know he's terrible, Tom, but he played pretty decent for being a back. He really did. I thought he, yeah, I, he did, but I think if you pressure the guy, he makes more mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No doubt about that. I, yeah, that's a good take, yeah. Tom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. Well, hey, I'm going to let everybody else get on here tonight. I want to send a quick shout-out to my boy, uh, Jeffrey David. He's been satisfying the inmates for years, and uh, you guys have a happy new year, and I'll catch you in the fall. I'm not sure what that means. He's been satisfying. It doesn't need to be repeated. It doesn't. We all heard it. I had to process it. 
I had to process it. I'm not as quick as you. You had that east side mentality where it just comes to you. Uh, gutter, I'm from western Iowa. Gutter's but, right there, man. Yeah, see, I don't live in the gutter like you. Yeah. <laughs> 284 exactly right. 1040. Anthony in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, how about the Hawkeyes tonight, huh? Hey, good Anthony, win. good win. Yeah, it was a good win. I, I was the only thing that I'm surprised on, but this Iowa game tonight, no turnovers. Despite that, Stanley got sacked. I don't know how many times he got sacked tonight, but the thing is, they made some halftime adjustments, and the work for that Stanley's interception, I don't know how long they're going to make last that game. <clears throat> and the one thing is that, guys, with this win, what do you look forward to as of next season? I'm yeah. only excited as of next season. Who you got coming in and who you got coming back? Thanks, guys, Anthony. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for the phone call. I love talk, talking to you. You bet. Thanks, thanks Anthony. Anything you do for us, Happy Anthony. New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, next year, what's coming back? We have a couple of weeks here before we're going to get a def- uh, definitive word on Josh Jackson and James Daniels. That's a, those are huge names. I mean, coming you're up. losing Akram Wadley for sure. Gone. Josie you're losing Jewel, jo- gone. Josie Jewell gone. You, all three linebackers are gone. So you, in Todd McShay, I was watching ESPN this morning before I went to do my show on our sister station, 1460 KXNO, The Morning Rush. Um, and he had said that he believed Daniels was one of the top three offensive linemen in the draft would be a mid-first-round pick. Now, as much as you want to play fan, you have to do the real the realization part of it. If you're a first-round pick, you don't really have a choice but to go pro. Right? Really, Travis, the way I understand it is first or second round. If you're given that first or second round draft grade, which they don't hand out. They're not liberal with these things. They're, they're really tight with it. I think, De- I think Desmond King's a perfect example. I think... I think you know, the fan and people wanted to say Desmond King was going to be a first-round pick after his junior year. Yeah. And I think those guys came back and said, Desmond, you're not going to be a first-round pick. You're not tall pick. enough. You're not going to be a right. second-round pick. It's exactly what happened. Right? And so I, 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 think, I think the NFL, with the way it sits right now, the way it grades players, the way it's brutally honest. Mm-hmm. It's fair to players that if you don't sign with an agent, you can test the waters and see where you're at. And then back off. I, and I, I'm glad they let them do that because you need to get an informed decision. I think the NFL is taking that seriously to say, okay, if they're going to if they're going to be given this leeway, and you don't and you don't have to sign with an agent because before you would have agents creeping down, and and, and agents are creeps. All right, let's just agents are the scum of the earth um, when it comes to preying on college kids. <laughs> they are okay. right, because they want to make money off you. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't have an agent. You have to have one when you start making that kinds of money. I get you. But, but, when, but when they're preying on you when you're a freshman, sophomore, junior college, and giving you bad advice, yeah. thinking they can make money off you, that's you should not be taking your advice from an agent. You should be taking your advice from people who are skilled in making those 100%. assessments. Jackson and Daniels are hopefully getting uh, you know the right advice. Several Hawkeyes have been through this the last couple of years, so hopefully they're talking to all those people and they're going to make really good decisions but anthony if you're asking about what's coming back next year those are the two guys to keep an eye on because defensively if jackson leaves and you've got those three linebackers gone and really what we're talking about returning are your front four um a cornerback and a couple of safeties that have been rotating through the that's trouble on that defensive end for the hawkeyes james daniels comes back 
and that offense all of a sudden looks pretty good. You've got an offensive line that is rolling, that is it, that they've got a lot of uh, experience together. They've got an offseason to build on that. They've got skill position players coming back everywhere. But James Daniels is gone, and now you're talking about trying to fill that huge hole at center. You're looking at Akram Wadley and James Butler being gone as running backs. Those two guys leave mid-January. We're having a different conversation about the 2018 Hawkeyes, I think. Let's go to Bill in Urbandale. Bill, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, I thought that was a great win tonight, and they made the adjustments they had to at halftime, but I get so tired of people wanting to fire fans every other game if they have a bad game or, or they don't things don't go well. I mean, uh, he proved again tonight with him and his coaching staff and the players that, that they could win. And I, I grew up in Iowa City, and I went through all those years, 22 years or whatever it was, without a winning season. And I, I don't know if this is apples and oranges, but look what happened when they when they let Tom Davis go. The, the, the basketball team has never, re, you know, recovered from that. And I'd love to see Kurt Ferris stay another 10 years if he'll do it. And I wonder where all those uh, naysayers are and Kurt Ferris haters are tonight. I bet you they're out there reveling in the in the victory and and toasting a good win for the Hawkeyes. What do you guys think? Oh, Bill, never uh, never mention the name Beetlejuice three times, man. If you want them to come out, I promise you they'll come out of the woodwork for us tonight, unfortunately. Well, I'm, you're not going to you, – you'll never count me as a guy that's a, a Ferentz hater. I, I think Coach Ferentz is fantastic. I think he's done a great job with the Iowa program. I, I'm not sure that there are too many coaches in the country that could have had the success – over the twenty-year career, which is another, which is amazing, by the way, also that this guy's been in it for twenty years. Here's, so you're, here's you're not going to find something. me in that group, Bill. But I will say, I would, I, I'd slow down on trying to tempt those people to come out of the woodwork. Here's, here's something else that, that's telling. When I watch an NFL games on the weekends, I go to that team's roster and I look for former Hawkeye players playing in the pros. There's only a handful of NFL teams that don't have a former Hawkeye player playing for them right now. Yeah, it's a, and that's a great thing, Bill. That's great that you, that the Hawkeyes get guys in the NFL. But you know, I, I got to ask you, Bill, and, and I'll play devil's advocate. Here. And I knew somebody was going okay. to. You right, and, right. and, and, and no, Bill, I got you. Okay, having players in the, it depends on what you want. All right, because twelve and zero gave you a taste of what things could be like when you get when you inch closer to that college football playoff. It's kind of like a drug, right? You want that, and you see other teams striving for that. Now, if you want seven and five, eight, I guess eight and five with a bowl win, or seven and six, or whatever, and occasionally the nine ten win season every three or four years, then yeah, I, I think I guess it depends on what you want, and I. You know, even from when I started the show five years ago with with Ross, I probably changed my tune quite a bit, and I've learned to appreciate the level of consistency, even though it may not be at the highest level. When you start seeing guys getting rotated out after two, three years, you realize that it's it's just you're never going to keep anybody yeah. happy. Appreciate the phone Thanks, call, Bill. Bill. Appreciate Thanks it, a lot. Man. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, in my in 3 years ago, I was I was probably one of the biggest bangers of you got to get rid of him. Right. Right. And I, and you know, I don't want to I don't want to pile on here, but when Bill says, "Boy, I watch the NFL and I see all these guys." I think a lot of people look at that and go, "Well, 
If Iowa is putting together the NFL talent that Alabama is, and I was putting together the NFL talent that Ohio State is, how come they're not winning at the college level the way that Ohio State and Alabama are? And that's a and that's a fair question. But again, to ask. man, that, again, not that was not where I wanted to go in the no, first. No, I, no, I get that, <laughs> and I don't think that's where we are going to go unless Rick and Ankeny wants to go there. Rick, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, I am happy with any Hawkeye bowl game uh, win I can get, but just wanted to call out watching those guys flipping and sliding around me for a really unsatisfying game. I think we should just really rethink having a game that far north this late in the year if it's not inside a stadium. Or Unfor- if the field's not heated. Unfortunately, that's right, not for right. us to rethink because this is all about the Yankees and money. <laughs> exactly it's all, it's right. All, I mean, this, this, you're 100% right, Rick, that that was the deterrent for a lot of fans, I think. First of all, you had price getting into New York City and getting out of New York City, the hassle that that was going to cause. The 11-degree temperatures of game time was a part of this. They were talking about this. Ed Podolak mentioned this during the radio broadcast, Rick. I'm not sure if you heard that, that football fields are pri- usually are heated. They put heating coils under the turf so the field doesn't freeze. So you don't have the ice bowl like you did in Green Bay There anymore. you go. And, and, but baseball fields, of course, aren't that way. For the same reason, they have open-air press boxes that Gary Dolphin and, and Ed Podolak were calling the right. game from. Uh, they don't have those heating coils, so the field was literally frozen today. So, Thanks, Rick. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. It. Happy New Year. 284-1040. That's the number to call if you want to uh, sound off with us. We're here till 11 o'clock tonight. It is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. When we come back, we're going to tell you what we had to eat from Jethro's because it was quite good. And we'll give you an update on our poll that's going on right now on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. What grade would you give the Iowa Hawkeyes? After winning today in the Pinstripe Bowl, 27-20. And Travis, while we were on the air here for this first segment, something maybe fairly historic happened in college football. Something I've never seen. The fake victory formation run. Coach Brome and the Purdue Boilermakers lined up with 40 seconds to play in the first half like they're going into victory formation, handed the ball off, got a 40-yard run wow. out of it. And now and they, they might score. Now they're looking to go up. They're already up 14 on, on Arizona. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. And I'm king of the hill, top of the heap. Stay connected. Stay here on News Radio 1040 WHO. Radio. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by... Like our coaching staff had no idea what the what the conditions were going to be when we showed up here. So, Thanks for the phone call. Brent, appreciate it, man. Good stuff, buddy. Yeah, no you know, and Kirk Ferentz kind of referenced, uh, you know, just bearing down and, and doing it differently in the second half. It's almost like we just kind of made up our minds, hey, we're going to get this done. And in some ways, reflective of the season, you know, we had some ups and downs, but... Uh, when the guys had to, they really dug in and, and uh, you know, and then big plays, you know, like you had mentioned, a uh, guy like Akram stepping up and giving us a, a real, real shot in the arm. Uh, Akram Wadley uh, did it a lot of different ways. Second half, running the football, uh, and of course his kickoff returns uh, had a huge effect on field position for the Hawkeyes. Huge. In fact, the biggest effect on field position the Hawkeyes had all game. Even when uh, we got the one good punt from Rastater towards the end of the game, Nate Stanley had the one third down or uh, fourth down punt that we thought the Hawks might be going for it there. But the one thing that was able to actually flip field position and put the Hawks in uh, in scoring was either in scoring position was either a turnover by the defense or a good kickoff return by Akram Wadley. It was it. 
Charlie, I want you to stay on hold because we're going to have to take another break here shortly. So I want to get uh, to more of your phone call, have you ample time to be able to converse with Ross and myself. I do want you to follow us on Twitter as well, at SoundOffWHO. You can answer our poll question. Since it's been up already 600 votes in, uh, how would you grade the Hawkeye season after the 27-20 win in the Pinstripe Bowl? A, B, C, or D? Right now, B's getting the most of the vote at 45%, C's at 43%. That's the two I'm torn between, Travis. When we did this on Hawk Central, I went with B minus. But, but D's I, but I, at nine percent. Come on, folks. D A at three percent. More A? discussion on this coming back. Fox News Radio. I'm Jill Nato. A brutal cold spell for much of the northern part of the U.S. Over the next 24 hours, the National Weather Service calling for freezing rain in parts of the Pacific Northwest. Snow across the northern Rockies and on into the Great Lakes region. In New England, they're dealing with frigid temperatures due to an Arctic air mass. And as for that record-breaking snowstorm in Erie, Pennsylvania, Fox's Alana LaQuatra says they're trying to dig out over five feet of snow. Maintenance crews in the city and surrounding areas have been working around the clock to get the roads cleared. It's been difficult for them to keep up with the amount of snowfall. Another problem crews are running into, cars just left abandoned during the height of the storm. Despite the cold, Wall Street staying warm this Wednesday with the Dow closing up 28, the S&P 500 up by 2, and the Nasdaq up by 3. Fox News, we report, you decide. In Des Moines, news is spelled W-H-O. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by. Going to be able to compare, like, well, we should be at that output because we have those pro players. I mean, right now, Ohio State has double the amount of NFL players as us. And so they probably win twice as many games as us, which makes sense. Um, but I, I think it's just unfair to judge him based on wins because what he's doing as far as the program, character building, and what he's doing in that community is why you're paying him what you're paying him for eight wins a year. And I'm okay with that. He can coach there until the day he dies as far as I'm concerned. What grade, um, do, you, what grade do you give the Hawkeyes this season, Charlie? Okay. There's a caveat because you didn't put pluses or minuses on that. Travis said we had to do hard grades here, A, B, C, yeah, or D. I, I voted B. Okay. I already voted, but I would say it would be a B minus. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we lost to Purdue. So there's that. Appreciate <laughs> it, Charlie. Thanks a lot for the phone call, buddy. Yep. Have a Thanks. good night. You too, man. Purdue's looking pretty good. Yeah, Purdue's looking really good yeah, right tonight. now, putting it on Arizona. And Purdue showed flashes of that throughout the year, Travis. But it was it, you got to put it in the context of what was happening. Hawkeyes had just come off beating Ohio State, like yeah. drubbing Ohio State. So on Twitter, Iowa Hawkeye, great Twitter handle, says, "What are you taking another drag, man? What are you smoking? Eight and five is not a good season. For the money on the table, we should expect more." And I think that's that's the rub a lot of modern day college football fans have is that take away even what you're paying Kirk Ferentz, the money that the Athletic department generates. Ross, you're into money. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're a critic of how much money flows through athletic departments. Yep. With the being a top what twelve revenue producer in college football, yep. that's what they're saying. If you if you if you're able to compete money wise, you should be able to compete in that in that sphere of 
of, of, of the top-notch college football teams. All I've ever said is this when it comes to my expectations. Do I expect Iowa to compete for a national title year in and year out? No. Do I expect Iowa to compete for a Big Ten title year in and year out? I think you should be in the conversation for your division. I don't. I, I think. I think you should. I'm not saying you're going to win it every year. I think you should be in the conversation for the division. I do expect an Iowa program with the resources it has to be ranked in the top 25 every single year. I didn't say top 20. I didn't say top 15. I think these are all reasonable expectations, Travis, but we're confusing something here. Yeah, you're right. That Coach Ferentz, this is going to to sound really weird up front, so give me a minute on this. Kirk Ferentz is not paid to win football games. He's not. He's paid to make sure that the athletic department makes money. Yeah. Okay? And it does. And That's right. If the the football team was winning games but they were losing money somehow, Kirk Ferentz wouldn't get contract extensions and get a $500,000 bonus when he gets to eight wins. They're making money. That's the point of them being there. That's it's not we as fans, we like to think the point of these guys going out on the field is to win games. And the players and the coaches when the when the whistles blow, that's all they care about. But that's not what Coach Ferentz's contract is built around. Coach Ferentz's contract is built around making sure that he's an ambassador for the university that doesn't put a bad light on it and continues to rake in the money. He's got to continue to rub elbows with the right donors to make sure that those million dollar checks are coming in. And, and, and he's done a fantastic job with and, that. And, to, I'll t- I'll and, tell you and by what the way, I, he's, he's won a lot of football games. And what I don't like is a guy like Mike Riley getting run out after three years at Nebraska. I don't like yeah. a guy like Jimbo Fisher who clearly left Florida State not for a better opportunity, but for a much better payday at Texas mm-hmm. A&M. A&M guaranteed 10 years of money. 10 years of money. Yeah. They don't care because they're going to make money regardless, right? Yeah. Yeah. They care about wins and losses. And when you see that, that kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth, and that makes you appreciate a lot more of what Iowa does. My only expectation is you have to be ranked in the top 25 every single year. In a preseason poll, and you better be ranked at the end of the season as well. I don't think that's that much to ask for. I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation. If you have a top 25 revenue-producing Athletic department and your coach is paid as one of the top twelve in the country. You should expect a top twenty-five. And I, I don't have any problems with those expectations. There are just so many other things that come with that. There, there are. You know? And are you going to have ebbs and flows, ups yeah, and downs? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But you need to be in that mix every single year. Let's go to Sean. Sean, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound. Thanks, guys. Um, you're talking about what Kirk Ferentz is hired to do, but if I remember right, Iowa was ranked like eleventh in revenue for. Uh, the athletics. I think you're, you're close, yeah. Ago. Something like that. But now they're down to 20 or 25th. So how is, if you're using that argument, how is he being successful? Because he's he's losing that number instead of increasing that number. They're sli- yeah, Sean, they've slid down these last couple of years because they went from an undefeated season to a seven-win season. Exactly. So it all ties back into wins then, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Is Kirk Ferentz's job in, tr- in jeopardy because they're 8-5? and five? No. Uh, no. Well, unfortunately, no. But if we had to play, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, you know, if we were in the East, uh, we wouldn't be setting this up. I don't. I don't. Either. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. It's about money. And they're still making well, a lot yeah, of money, we're, and, and we're, but we're going backwards in that money department. So I mean, if if we were winning ten games, eleven games, don't you think that number would be a lot higher that the school's making? 
Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. And if that's the criteria, then that's what we should be doing. We should be having expectations that we should not settle for a six and five or seven and five season. Sean, you and be okay with it. You're absolutely right. You're you're one hundred percent right. Those should be your expectations. And wins do help you get to the money. But that's not the focus. The focus is not get wins and the money will come. The focus is get the money. Well, I, guess I, I I don't see the distinction, but great show, guys. Well, thanks, thanks, buddy. buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Pretty, what's your, what's your priority? Is your priority winning games or is your priority making money? The last report that I can find from the Business Insider was on October 13, 2016, so a year and a half ago. Uh, Iowa was the number 20 uh, revenue producer at $106 million. Hmm. Uh, a zero percent change in one year. A twenty percent. Is that gain. just football, or is that athletic no, department? That's athletic department. I'll see that. So donations were twenty five point three million. Licensing rights fees forty five point one million. That's going to jump to what fifty three million out of the Big Ten. Uh, three year football revenue, Ross, fifty three point nine million. Three year men's basketball revenue nine point nine million. Uh, three year average women's basketball revenue one point one million. Which means women's basketball loses money. Right, right. Which football's king. 284 1040. 284 1040. Chuck Stadio. News Radio 1040. WHO. Iowa's live news center. News Radio 1040. WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. For that. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, thank you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Sean didn't think we'd get five calls all, all night. night. We have five calls on hold right now. Because this is the people's show. Mike. The... Mike C. We got another Mike waiting on hold here. So Mike, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Happy holidays. Uh, I want to touch on two points. Ross, when you talked about the concern next year at the linebackers and uh, with Josh Jackson possibly leaving, I have another concern. We need a punter. Yeah. Uh, this guy... Pulled a rabbit out of his hat tonight, but he can't kick the ball 25 yards. And on the other side of that, we need a return game. We never flip the field when we get in trouble. And these games late in the year, when the weather's bad, it's even more obvious that we can't return punts. I don't know if we don't know how to block. I don't know what we do. It's a fair catch. Uh, this field position is going to cost us two or three games down the road. My uh, second comment. Yep, go ahead. It, is uh, about the revenue thing, uh, 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 Travis. When you talked about that, uh, I looked at that thing a few uh, weeks ago, and it's really interesting when people talk about uh, everything that there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten that are way ahead of Iowa in that. I mean, yeah. people look at that and they say, well, geez, Iowa should be winning all these games because they got this revenue. Do you know who's like 15th on that list? Minnesota. Minnesota is so far ahead of us, and their football team stink. Uh, so, you know, I, I think we should be very pleased. The program's in great shape. I mean, I, I think we've got to be one of the very few major Division One football teams with as many wins as we've had. Two coaches in 38 years? Come on. It's incredible. I mean, that's, that's stability, and you just don't see that in this day and age with, with people hollering and, and clamoring and everything, and and uh, as someone pointed out earlier, the humanitarian things that both of those guys brought to the state of Iowa and with Hayden, the 
the complete change of the black and gold and the tiger logo and and things that people could really be proud of. I mean, uh, we have been incredibly blessed, uh, and I just hope for the best and uh, great show, guys, and thanks. Thanks, thanks for the phone call, and Mike. Minnesota's 18 on the list. Iowa's 20, and where Minnesota wow. gets the edge by almost uh, $11 million is their three-year average on men's basketball, which is bringing in almost $4 million more per year than what Iowa's on men's basketball. Let's talk to another Mike here on Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thanks for calling WHO, Mike. How are you, sir? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing Good. well. Hey, uh, I got a lot of things to say here, I guess, but <laughs> listen to your show. But first of all and foremost, uh, great, uh, great win by the Hawkeyes. Uh, it's good to get off the schneid there in the bowl games. Amen uh, to that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, a couple of things. I, I've heard people say, uh, or heard you guys say that it's about money, at least for Iowa, the program, it's about money and this and that. But as a fan or as a donor, I don't think it's about the money. Like, you want to win games. Yeah, okay, great. I was making money. I don't care. Yeah, and I, and, and I tried to say that. Games, you know what I mean? Yeah, Mike, I tried to say that. For us fans, it's absolutely about winning games. For the players and for the coaches when the, when the whistle blows, yeah. it's absolutely about winning games. Completely agree with you. Absolutely. And uh, as far as Kurt Ferentz, I mean, I've been down on him. I've been up on him. I've been a yo-yo when it comes to Kurt Ferentz, <laughs> just probably like most people. And and the thing is, it's even today in today's game. If you watch it, it was like, why are we running every first and second down? Obviously, looking at the game in the field, it was very difficult to run. I mean, people were slipping all over the place, and in the first half, BC was moving on us by having a tight end do a crossing route wide open. Boom, 8, 10 yards every single time. Why weren't we doing that, too? Why We should be doing that shit on first down. Like, why are we not doing that? I don't get it. You know what I mean? Appreciate the, phone. Like, Appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thanks for the call, buddy. 284-1040. Let's go to Bill. little Easter egg there for That's our right. uh, iHeartRadio listeners. Bill, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi, guys. Uh, you know what? I think uh, Aiden Fry and... Kirk Ferentz, it'll be 40 years, not 38, like the guy said. Next year will be 40. Yeah. But I think both of them are in the stages of iconic to me. What they've done with less, and that's, this is what Iowa fans don't get. They don't understand how hard it is to get great players to come to the university. It's just not going to happen. How does Wisconsin do it? Well, Wisconsin is Iowa uh, during Hayden's period. That's what they're doing right now. Plus, Madison, is, well, you know, there's a, a, a number of different ways that Wisconsin's gotten those players from out east. One was Bernie Wyatt, the Bernie Wyatt that used to coach for Hayden. They got some players from out east that made a big difference. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how Wisconsin does in the next couple of years. Uh, but Iowa was at that level for a while, and then they dropped off. Wisconsin was never at that level, and then they took off when Barry came. But uh, we'll see how Wisconsin does against Miami, against a a quicker, faster team. Bill, thanks a lot for the phone call, sir. You've helped uh, us wrap up this first hour. Just remember, we should be very fortunate to have him in our head football. 
We're AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. A presidential pep talk. I'm Carmen Roberts, Fox News. We want to give these people credit for the great job they do. So thank you all very much. President Trump taking time from his Christmas holiday in Florida to visit firefighters in West Palm Beach today. It's his first public appearance since leaving Washington before the holiday. There, the president touted his first year in office, his reversal of an Obama administration rule against police departments using older military equipment, growing stock valuations, reduced regulations, and the recently signed tax law. He also celebrated opening the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska for oil drilling and the elimination of the Obamacare individual mandate. Both items are in the tax law the president just signed. Fox's Rich Edson. It's warm in Florida, the high in West Palm, 72 degrees today. But in the northern part of the U.S., it is brutally cold, a cold that can easily turn deadly. The biggest hazard we see in weather like this are people trying to get warm, starting fires. There was a big fire in Hibben, Minnesota, that killed three people. An infant is now clinging to life. There was a fire in St. Louis, another one just outside of Cleveland. Oftentimes, the culprit is space heater. People putting the space heater next to something that catches fire. I've seen people stack papers on top of the space heater. The cord to the space heater is often the culprit. Fox's Mike Tobin. Forecasters say the bitter cold will grip the northern U.S. through New Year's. Probably until around January 3rd or 4th before this cold air mass goes away from here. And that's at least what we're looking at right now. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth has some records set in this cold snap. International Falls and Hibben, Minnesota, posting record lows with minus 37 and minus 28, respectively. Erie, Pennsylvania, got a record snowfall of more than five feet. Fox News, fair and balanced.